Welcome back to this episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. In case you don't know who I am, my name is Danny, and I am a love and self-esteem coach that works with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and I work a lot with gay and bisexual men who are struggling with self-esteem and self-identity and self-love and learning how to navigate and cultivate healthy, sustainable, long-term relationships. Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast if you are finding the information helpful. Um, it helps me to continue to do what it is I love, which is to sit here, talk to you guys, unpack certain misconceptions or stereotypes that we have within the uh, community, and try to focus on the positive, right? Cultivating and, and creating healthy, sustainable relationships, not only with self, but with your romantic partners. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about hookup culture and its impact on you finding sustainable love, right? I think hookup culture has become intrinsically uh, a part of the queer culture and is increasingly prevalent today, especially amongst um, the queer community, right? Hooking up or engaging in casual sexual encounters without any expectation of a committed relationship has honestly just become the norm. But while hookup culture may be enticing or exciting for some of you, honestly, it can negatively impact your ability to find a long-term and fulfilling relationship. And as a love and self-esteem coach, I have worked with countless uh, bisexual and gay men to help them navigate the challenges of hookup culture and establishing healthy relationships and habits. You know, I will speak for myself, but I almost feel like a majority of us have been there. And I believe that, you know, I speak for most men that identify as queer when I say that hookup culture is almost a rite of passage. And even if you are someone who initially is not into hookup culture, a lot of people approach dating very casually due to the lack of commitment-oriented men. So even if you find someone you feel connected to, most men I have spoken to have reported being ghosted, right? afterwards. And I don't say this to to scare you or to feed into the stereotype, but I say this because I think it's important to acknowledge the truth of many people's experience. So we can learn from it and we can challenge the established norm and the thought process behind hookup culture. So how does hookup culture contribute to your chances of finding love? I wanted to provide you with a few things that I have come to find over the years, right? And the first thing is it creates this mentality of disposability. And in hookup culture, you really are often treated just as an object that's to be used for someone else's pleasure or you use somebody else as an object of pleasure with little or no regard to the person's feelings or desires. You know, this mentality can carry over into other aspects of life. And that makes it difficult for you to be able to form meaningful connections with others. You know, when when people are viewed as disposable, 
it can be difficult to establish trust and intimacy and vulnerability and all the things, honestly, that are required and and necessary components of creating a long lasting relationship. You know, I think I, and I'll speak on my own personal experience when, when I finally was comfortable enough to start exploring my sexuality, the one app that I kept hearing about and the one app that was the most available was an app called Grindr. I wasn't super comfortable a hundred percent yet with with myself fully. So jumping into a a committed same-sex relationship was a little bit daunting or a little bit scary for me. So then what's the alternative, right? If I'm going to be able to explore my sexuality and to really be able to start to connect with myself in that way, the alternative was a hookup app and utilizing an app like Grindr to do so, which is like the hookup app. Um, yes, there are others like Scruff and all of that, but Realistically, the one that I feel like is the most commonly used is Grindr. And when you when you put yourself out there, particularly with an app like Grindr, um, you just become another number. You become another body. You become another attractive face. You become an object for other people to fantasize about and to use uh, to to relieve a, a physical, sometimes even an emotional desire, right? And it's not that I want to speak poorly on anybody who's using Grinder because again, I've been there and I've done that. So it would be completely hypocritical of me to be like, oh, people that are on Grinder are, are gross or like, no, not at all. You know, I think it's 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 it serves a purpose in the sense of sexual exploration and really getting to know yourself and the things that you like and the things that you desire. But we also have to acknowledge the fact that it can to some degree create a level of desensitization when it comes to intimacy and vulnerability because it is more of like a one wham bam one night stand like come in do your business do what you got to do and walk out and half of the time you're not even getting these people's names right you're just kind of scratching that itch and over time what that does is whether you like to admit it or not it creates this this desire or this need for for that experience and that excitement and that 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 um that stimulation right that stimuli so even when you get into a committed relationship every relationship experiences its low points when it comes to physical intimacy and sex right it would be very difficult to expect that you are going to be able to maintain a high level of of um, sex in your relationship twenty four seven all the time, and when things start to kind of even out or balance out, and maybe you're not having sex seven days a week, three times a day, and it's coming down to five days a week, once a day, right? If you are used to and have been classically conditioned over years to having multiple different partners and multiple different experiences and different types of sex and and different levels of stimulus, 
your mind's going to want to naturally explore and go back to that place because now that you're not being stimulated in that way that you are expecting or wanting, you're feeling that there is something wrong in the relationship or there's something wrong with your partner or there's something wrong with you, which then ties into that need for feeling desired and validated and all of those things. And how do you get that? You get that on apps like Grindr, even though it's not sustainable validation. It's it's quick in the moment vending machine validation. That's really what it is, right? You go to the vending machine, you need a, a quick boost of validation, you choose your option, you get your snack and you walk away, right? But again, it's not sustainable. So understanding the the repercussions of an app like Grinder. So while it may be a positive experience for you in the sense that it helped you to really kind of explore your sexuality and and get to know what you like sexually and all of those things, long term it can have its negative effects. The second thing here is, again, it contributes to lack of emotional intimacy, right? So many people who engage in hookups do so purely for physical pleasure, like I was talking about, right? So without the intention of forming any kind of emotional connection, and I've said this many times before, and I will say it again, there is nothing wrong with engaging in casual sex. If it is what you and the other person are looking for, that is totally fine. But having casual sex exclusively can make it difficult to build an emotional connection with a partner. You know, emotional intimacy is essential in any long-term relationships since it is since it allows you and your partner to to feel safe and supported as you navigate life's challenges together. So something to take into consideration, right? Um, The other part of this is, you know, lacking sense of personal identity. So in a culture where casual sex is the norm, it can be challenging to determine what your own values and priorities are when it comes to relationships. You may find yourself feeling confused or, or uncertain about what you want from a relationship because you're used to casual dynamics, which can lead to further difficulties difficulties when you're attempting to establish a long-term connection with somebody, right? So the question then becomes, are there steps that you can take to navigate the challenges of hookup culture and increase your chances of finding a long-term and fulfilling relationship within the queer community. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to eliminate the hookup culture, right? That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm not here trying to like, this isn't a witch hunt when it comes to hookup culture. Hookup culture is a part of, of dating dynamics, regardless of how you look at it, whether it's in queer culture or heterosexual culture or whatever the case may be. Um, It's just a little bit more emphasized and there's a bit more of a spotlight on it when it comes to, again, queer culture. So are we going to, are you going to eliminate altogether? No. And I don't want to, because I think it really allows for people to, again, explore themselves and get to know themselves and, and, and find what they like sexually. But again, being very cognizant and conscientious of when it's starting to affect you long-term in regards to cultivating a sustainable long-term relationship. So all of that to say, yes, there is a short, there is an answer to this. And and here's how you do it, right? So number one, you want to establish clear boundaries and communicate your needs and desires with any potential partner. So people that you find may be a great match for you and somebody that you want to connect with. So be upfront 
about what you're looking for in a relationship. So whether it's something casual or something more serious, clarity is kindness. And it also helps to establish clear boundaries that can help to reduce any feelings of confusion or uncertainty or discomfort, which may allow you to to start to form stronger connections with partners who are looking for the same things that you are. Um, take time to focus on personal growth and development, right? That's another one. By cultivating, um, how do I put this? By by cultivating a sense of personal identity and prioritizing your own needs and desires, you will be better equipped to navigate the complexities of relationships, right? So this could include engaging in self-care practices, um, pursuing your own personal passions and interests, um, maybe considering some coaching um, or counseling if needed to help to guide you. Um, when you're feeling confident and secure in yourself, you'll be more likely to attract partners who are looking for long-term, healthy, sustainable relationships. Um, finding a long-term relationship takes time and patience, right? So this is the other part of it. While hookup culture may make it seem like everyone is just looking for a quick fling, the reality is there are a lot of people out there that are looking for the same things that you are, that are looking for a long-term, sustainable, healthy relationship for meaningful connections. Um, so being patient and staying true to your values and your priorities and continuing to communicate openly and honestly with potential partners, even if it doesn't feel like it's getting you anywhere, will exponentially increase your chances of finding somebody who is the right match for you and is also looking for that long-term relationship. So often, I think people kind of just feed into the, um, if you can't beat them, join them mentality. And I get it. Look, trust me, I've been there and I have done that 100%. There's also the, the difference between casual dating and intentional dating, which I talk about all the time too. And a lot of you will say, well, you know what? I'm just going to casually date until I find the right person. And then I'm going to invest the time and the energy into building that relationship. But if you've already approached the dynamic casually, it is likely that the person you have attracted is also approaching it casually. Is it possible that you two may want the same things? Sure. But the likelihood is a little bit less that you're going to find somebody who's wanting to commit because you already presented yourself to this person as a casual option. And if all of a sudden you shift gears and you're like, well, actually, I want something serious, that's where you start to find issues. Now, is it possible for that dynamic in that relationship to kind of grow organically and take on a different form? Of course. But it's also about being aware of what healthy progress looks like and whether it is moving in that direction. Because a lot of you don't know that. And a lot of you don't know how to navigate those types of situations. So all of that to say, look, Hookup culture, as as great as it is in regards to sexual exploration, we also have to understand that it has its issues that come along with it, right? And what I see as a as a love and self esteem coach, particularly with people in the queer community who are trying to find a serious relationship, is that it's very hard to do so because everything kind of has this this casualness to it. But don't be discouraged. And don't feel like you're you're never going to find your person because you will. 
it just takes a little more resolve. It takes a little bit more time. It takes boundaries. It takes a very clear understanding of what your needs and your expectations are and accepting that where you are in your life is different from where you were six months ago, a year ago, or two years ago. You know, It's not about shaming your past. It's not about rejecting your past. It's not about being upset with yourself for having you know, been a part of hookup culture and all of those things. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with establishing and acknowledging where you are now and what your needs are now. You have the ability to shift and to change your mindset and to change your priorities. Please make sure you're taking the poll that I create at the end of every episode. Um, And again, Make sure you subscribe if you find this information to be helpful. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you found it educational. Um, And look, if you need help navigating this crazy world we call dating, I am more than happy to support you. I've created multiple different courses in regards to one-on-one of dating, learning how to communicate, um, you know, if infidelity is an issue within your relationship, learning how to navigate infidelity, as many resources and tools as I can provide you, that is what I am trying to do and that's what I, I want to do for you. You know, having, I think, tools and resources and and having these conversations, particularly in the queer community, I think is incredibly important. So again, I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you for sitting down and having a chat with me. Um, if you're trying to reach out to me, I will provide you with all of my information in the bio of this podcast. But I also have multiple different ways in which you can reach out to me. So I have my social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram. I have YouTube. I have a website. I have this podcast. So many ways. Um, Yeah. Thanks for sitting and having a chat with me. And I will see you guys in the next episode.